Welcome into this week's edition of the Colin Coaches Show. It's another multi-sport show. We're going to start off with soccer, and joining me right now is men's and women's head soccer coach Tom Cosgrave. Tom, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. And Tom, this week we're going to talk about the uh, Lady Wolves and Wolves matchup against the Lady Lions and Lions. We'll start with the girls first. Uh, Lady Wolves just absolutely dominating the action on the pitch, and they get a big 11 to nothing win. Just talk about how the team played. Yeah, you know, we spoke to the girls um, it was a good opportunity for it to get a lot of players in the game. Uh, we obviously have a little bit of a, a soft spot for East Mississippi. We were in the same boat they are four years ago. So um, to see the progress that we've made over the last four years to be where we are now is uh, it's nice to see. And it's a nice little bonus to get uh, a few goals on the score sheet as well. You got scoring from a little bit of everybody highlighted by a five-bagger from Charlie Cooper. You get a brace from Unity Catrayer and a brace from Emmy Cook. And and like you said, you got to play everybody. Uh, we'll start talking, kind of talking about just playing – how. How big is it to get to play everybody in a match like that and everybody get some experience? Yeah, it's really good, you know, especially for the girls that are coming in as uh, freshmen. Um, a lot of the time it's just a different ball game once you get and you get the pressure of being in a game. Uh, so we want to try and give them as much experience as we can so that way we're building a bigger foundation ready for next year. Um, and some of the girls have been working really hard in training and in preseason camp, so it's nice to give them a little bit of a reward and get some playing time on the field. And we'll go ahead and get started talking about the scoring. Like you said, we got a lot of them to talk about. Uh, the first two goals are from a familiar name. She got off to a hot start as Charlie Cooper back-to-back -back goal. She gets an unassisted goal in the 22nd minute. Uh, let's talk about that first goal. Yeah, we actually started off quite slow in this game, uh, considering, you know, the scoreline. Uh, it took us 20, 25 minutes or so to kind of break the deadlock. I thought their goalkeeper made a few good saves, but we just weren't clinical enough in the first 20 minutes. Uh, we spoke to the girls about just being a little bit more composed and calm in front of goal. Um, and then obviously, after the penalty miss, Charlie then, uh, then stepped up and scored the first one for us. It was a great strike with a left foot. Um, and so it was a good way to start and get off the board. And then you're up one to nothing. Charlie steps up, gets another penalty. The second penalty of the game, as you just mentioned, she missed the first one. Didn't take a great strike on that first one. Lady Lions keeper was able to save it. But the second one she comes up is very uh, affirmative with her action. Hits the ball hard and strikes it. And it's true, two to nothing there. Just talk about that penalty kick. Yeah, that's the sign of a good striker. The ones who can uh, miss chances, miss easy chances and still bounce back and score goals, um, even not on their best day. So uh, it was good for her to get back up and step back up with a penalty and bury that one. And then one note I had here, that was Charlie's sixth straight goal across three competitions. She had the hat trick against Hines. She scored your only goal against Gulf Coast and had the first two here. Just goes to show just what kind of performance she's had so far this season and what kind of player she is. And then the next goal, this breaks up Charlie's uh, – Goal-scoring streak, uh, Unity Cotrea with an assist from Maddie Cooley in the 34th minute. Just talk about that goal. Yeah, Unity's been uh, been excellent for us all year, so it was nice to see that she got a reward. She could have had one in the first 10 minutes or so that she hit over the bar. Uh, she was a little upset with herself about that, but again, being able to bounce back and get the get the next goal was a nice little reward, a little bonus for her there to finish it off. And then Unity factors into the next goal, so she factors into two straight goal-scoring opportunities. This one, though, it's Charlie again. She gets a hat trick in the 37th minute. Uh, talk about that goal. Yeah, um, like I mentioned before with uh, with the girls, we just kept on the pressure. We told them just to stay a little bit more composed in front of goal and just keep on being persistent with it. Um, and at the end, it bounced out to Charlie inside the box and uh, then she finished it from there. So a little bit more composure and it was a good way to round out a hat-trick. And then you're, you're up 4 to nothing right there and you kind of think maybe you'll just cruise into halftime up 4 to nothing. But Elisa uh, Johnson gets, gets you a goal right there at the final minute. I literally think there were maybe 15 seconds left. But in the 45th minute, Lisa gets her goal. Talk about that goal. Yeah, um, she's been working hard as well all year and she's been coming up with a lot of assists and working hard for us down the, uh, down the right wing. So it was nice for her to be on the score sheet. 
similar to Charlie's goal as well. It just popped up to her at the right time, and she was there to uh, finish her opportunity, finish her chance. And then you're up five to nothing at halftime, and you kind of saw some some warming up at halftime. I saw Laura warming up. Maylee, so Maylee got to play the entire second half. Laura played the, the first half. How big is it that you were able to give both your goalkeepers a half to play? Yeah, you know, the experience, like I mentioned before, just being in that pressure situation, uh, it's only going to help them development and help them ready for the future years as well for, for whenever they get their opportunity to play. Uh, it was really nice to see Lara helping Maylee and talking her through the game. They've got a good relationship, those two as goalkeepers, so it's nice to have that where we can rotate through both of them and help get them both some valuable minutes. And one thing, if you were watching the game, you also got to see uh, you got to see Laura play in the field some too. We thought she might get a shot off. She had a chance to late in the game, but then the, the horn sounded before she could get it off, much to the... I think the dismay of everybody who was there we all kind of wanted to see her take that shot but uh going back to the scoring like I said up five to nothing at half Charlie doesn't waste any time she gets it on the board in the first minute of the second half 46 minute it's her fourth goal and now it's six to nothing yep yeah we told them to just keep doing the right things um you know even at five zero we don't want them to slack off or drop down on their ability level we wanted to Make sure they're working on the the things that we've been talking about in practice and doing the doing the basics right, getting good habits. So that way, when we do have you know harder games like this week, that uh, they can prepare for that and they've they're ready for it. And then the, you go on a, a streak where you score three in fifteen minutes. You start with Emmy Cook getting her first goal of the match in the second sixty second minute. Uh, saw her just kind of dribble down the side and then be able to take the shot. Talk about that one. Yeah, she she had a good run from the right hand side. She probably could have squared it um, across to her strikers, but she's got a great strike and I know she wanted to get on the score sheet. Uh, a lot of her family were watching back home so she done well to strike it just put her laces through it with the power and uh, just beat the keeper from power from close distance and then in the 67th minute unity gets an unassisted goal she gets her brace uh just a look like a ball that just kind of found her in the middle of the box yep yep uh the kind of story of the day really there was this scram goal mouse scrambles i think there was like 20 or 30 of them throughout the day off corner kicks and uh Again, it just dropped to her at the right time. She had a little bit more composure this time to finish and get her second one of the day. And then in the 77th minute, a name we haven't talked about lately, I think back in maybe one of the first couple of matches we did, but Brooklyn Cupid gets a goal in the 77th minute. Looked very similar to kind of Unity's, just found her in the box. She took a strike on it and was able to find the back of the net. Yeah, you know, we were, we were excited to get Brooke in the game. Uh, so she's one of those players that's been working hard in practice, and so it was nice to give her a little reward uh, to get some playing time. And she's got a great strike when she finds open time and space, and it just landed to her at the right time. Nobody pressured her, so she got a good shot off and uh, just beat the keeper from distance. And then our, our final two two goals come from names that we've talked about once already. You're familiar with them. Everybody knows them at home. Charlie gets her fifth goal of the match in the 82nd minute, makes it 10 to nothing. I think when I posted, I said number 10 makes it 10. Uh, just talk about that goal. Yeah, there's a nice way to finish off the day for her. She was uh, she was frustrated a little bit first after the first 20 minutes. And as the game went on, she started to grow in a little bit more confidence and just having a little bit more composure. And uh, again, just finding her at the right time inside the box, anywhere inside the 18-yard box. If it's going to drop to her, she's going to be you know deadly in front of that goal. So it was nice that she dropped to her again. And then the, the final goal comes for Emmy Cook. Emmy gets her brace in the 88th minute. Uh, talk about that goal. Yeah, it was similar to her first goal, just uh, on the right-hand side, going down the right-hand side, and then uh, she had a tight angle, and same again, she just put a laces through it and beat the goalkeeper for power and, and got a nice brace, so a good reward for her as well. And even in those last couple of minutes, she still had some more opportunities. Charlie actually had an opportunity to get six, get a hat trick in each half. Unfortunately, it went off the crossbar and then uh, didn't get another shot on after that. But next up, you've got two matches coming up this week. First one on the road against a number four-ranked Jones team, 
over there on Tuesday. Game time will be at 5 p.m. Just talk about what you know about that team and what you're expecting from your team. Yeah, it's going to be a tough test. Every time you go to Jones away, no matter what year it is or who they've got in the squad, it's always going to be a difficult place to go play. Um, anyway, we're, we're excited with the squad that we've got this year to go over there and play against them. I think we've got a lot of talented players and we're getting girls back healthy and from injuries and everything now, which is only going to be a massive bonus for us. Uh, but like I said, it's going to be a tough task and uh, we're going to give it our best shot and, and see what happens as long as we take care of the, the performance. Hopefully the results will uh, take care of itself. And then after Tuesday, you come back home, you get to play your uh, arch rival Southwest on Friday. I believe that game time will be again at 1. Uh, talk about what you're expecting out of Southwest. Yeah, credit to Southwest. They've definitely improved um, over the last few years. They brought in some really good players this year on the recruiting. They've done a good job on that side of things. Um, again, it's going to be a difficult game. And any time that is a rivalry game or a derby game, it doesn't really matter You know what the, the previous results are. Anybody can win on any given day. So we've just got to make sure that we, we take care of business and do the little things right. And hopefully uh, we get the reward for, for what we're doing with the performance. And one player, one key player I, I, we, I want to talk about, want to mention, we talked about her before we started. Uh, her name doesn't show up in the box score because she didn't score, but first game back, she makes a great impact for you. That's Siobhan. Just talk about how she played. I know she played some limited minutes, but it was good to see her out on the pitch and just be able to contribute to the team. Yes, you know, she came over um, from Scotland in August with a, with a bit of a difficult knee injury that she was trying to overcome. She's been working hard for the last couple of months to get back on the field. Uh, we, uh, we managed to get her some playing time on Friday. We were really excited uh, from what we've seen. You know, she didn't get the goals or assists or anything, but in terms of her ability with the ball, uh, she'd done really well, and we were excited to get her some playing time. Excited to see what the future holds for her. But now we'll move on to the men's match, and uh, something we haven't got to talk a lot about, the guys scoring goals. They scored seven of them and only allowed one big 7-1 to one win for the first win of the season. Um, and we'll get right off talking about the scoring or talking about some of your impact players no bigger impact than Alfie Lally coming back. Had missed a couple of games because of injury. Hadn't scored yet, but decided to score in a big way. Had a hat trick and an assist in the game. Just talk about the impact he made. Yeah, you know, he's obviously going to be a massive miss uh, whenever he's not on the field, just from an attacking standpoint and experience as well. We've got a lot of new faces in the team this year going forward, and uh, he just gives us a wealth of experience there um, in terms of decision-making and, and technical ability on the ball. So having him back and him being able to link up the play was a, was a massive bonus for us. And I think the boys enjoyed that as well. You could see their sense of confidence whenever we were lining up with the 11, um, having him around them. And obviously, uh, we talked about Alfie getting his first goals of the season. There were a lot of season first in this game. But again, we'll go straight to the scoring. Alfie, get your scoring started off. He didn't waste any time. Back-to-back -back goals. Got one in the ninth minute with an assist. The first assist of the season for Francisco Mikel. Talk about that goal. Yeah, you know, we, we mixed it up a little bit. We moved Alfie into a little bit more of an advanced position. Um, and him and Fran, from the very beginning, uh, formed a really good partnership. Uh, it just seemed to click in training this week and then in the game as well. They just carried on what they've been doing in training. Um, Ed played a great ball over the top out wide to Fran. Fran squared it and Alfie got a nice tap in. So he was, uh, he was thanking his counterpart that for the easy goal. And then in the 10th minute, uh, Alfie takes the penalty kick. It's a penalty that Fran drew, but Alfie takes the kick strikes it true, beats the goalie, you're up two to nothing. Talk about that goal. Yeah, I think that's what we wanted. You know, the boys have been playing well the last few games, but not just quite getting the reward um, for what they've been doing. And so they've been working hard in training and we told them we just need to, once we start scoring goals, the floodgates are going to open. So uh, that was the, the missing piece to the puzzle. So it was nice on Friday to see that that uh, final piece was added in there and we got to score early on and give the boys a little bit of confidence. So you're up two to nothing. The uh, the one goal by the Lions does come in the 24th minute, cuts it down to two to one. And uh, no scoring <coughs> done throughout the rest of the, the first half. It's 2-1 to one at halftime. Just talk about how you're feeling at half, being up 2-1. to one. 
yeah, we talked to the boys and we just said to them, you know, just, just relax. There's going to be mistakes in games. The soccer's part of, you know, the mistakes is part of the game. That's going to happen, especially when we're playing games like this and trying to play different systems. So uh, we were the better team first half. We created a lot of chances. I thought it could have been a lot more, um, but we were starting to relax a little bit. They were getting a little uh, edgy and a little frustrated with each other. So once we started to, the second half, once we came out and we were playing with a little bit more confidence and um, a little bit more re relaxed in terms of composure on the ball, it helped us out. And that's obviously why we created so many chances going forward and then in the second half it it totally belonged to your guys i believe if the stats are correct you held them scoreless and shotless throughout the second half but you started the scoring early fran gets on the board finally gets his first goal of the season in the 48th minute and it's another season first for another guy on the team caden mccullough gets his first assist of the season talk about that goal yeah, I thought Caden played really well throughout the game. He's been doing really well for us uh, all season. Uh, we've played him in a few different positions. He's kind of been our guinea pig, kind of moving him all around. Uh, but I, play, I thought he played really well in the second half um, on the right-hand side, was getting in some good deliveries from the wide area. Um, and I was excited to see Fran get on the board. Uh, he, you know, he scores a bunch in training. He's a great finisher. Uh, I think he was just feeling a little bit of too much pressure the last few games of trying to score. Uh, so it was nice for him to get a goal and get a little reward for his hard work. And then a, a connection we've seen in the past score for a goal. I believe they hooked up for an East Central goal. But uh, Holloway Wilsey finishes the ball in the box off an assist from Alfie Lally. Talk about that goal. I believe that one was over in about the, the 60, uh, 57th minute. Uh, just talk about that one. Yeah, Alfie did some great work on the left-hand side. Um, he cut in and then got a nice little uh, nutmeg on one of their players, which opened up a few gaps. And then Holloway, Holloway made a great run going forward, a little diagonal running behind, a uh, great reverse pass, and, and Holloway got a tap-in. So it was nice for, again, one of those players, Holloway, who's been working hard in training um, to get a little reward for his, uh, for his efforts. And then Alfie finishes off his hat track. We talked about in the first half he had back-to-back -back goals. He factored into back-to-back -back scoring opportunities, getting the assist in that one for Holloway but then gets a goal on his own unassisted in the 62nd minute. Talk about that goal. Yeah, ball came across from the wide area to him. Um, the, he went to finish it. The goalkeeper made a decent save, but luckily enough, it just bounced out right to him again. So he got a nice open net tap in to finish off his hat-trick and a good way to get back in because then we could get him off and get him rested, uh, ready for this week's games as well. And then uh, another season first, another guy scoring his first goal of the season, Simon Stringer in the 70th minute, Caden McCullough with his second assist in the match. Talk about that goal. Yeah, it was actually a really nice play. Uh, that's what we've been kind of preaching to the boys all season about uh, trying to get our outside backs up the field a little bit more and being a little bit more of an attacking threat when we do got the ball. Um, so it was nice to see a right wing back playing all the way across to the left wing back coming in at the back post. And uh, again, he made a great run, so it was an easy tapping for him. But uh, the hard work was done beforehand in terms of getting there with the runs. And I was excited for Sam to get a goal. He definitely deserves it. And then, <coughs> excuse me, the final goal, uh, NT, Michael Turner, Gets his first goal of the season. Sebastian Navarez gets his first assist of the season. Uh, we talked about this before the show. Just a, a beautiful finish. Beautiful goal there from MT. Uh, in the uh, 77th minute, that gives you the 7-1 to one score. But talk about the goal. Yeah, I think this is probably one of our best goals of the season so far. Um, Seabass can put a ball anywhere he wants it with his delivery. He's such a good set-piece uh, taker. And we drifted him out wide to the left-hand side. He got a bit of time and space and just picked out MT, who was wide open in the middle, who made a great run to get there um, and hit a powerful header down into the bottom corner. So it was a great way to uh, get him off the mark. And then, obviously, you got to play both of your goalkeepers in this one. Leo Summers makes one save on two shots in goal. He played almost 74 minutes, but then you got to bring in Brennan Thomas, uh, your freshman goalkeeper, your backup goalkeeper. How big was it to be able to bring in Brennan and get him some time? And I, I know he didn't face a shot on goal, but he did... Uh, uh, jump up and 
keep a cross from going through that probably could have led to a goal-scoring opportunity. But just talk about how big both of your goalkeepers played. Yeah, um, Brennan's been excellent for us the, the first two months of the season. He's been working hard. He's been pushing Leo on a consistent basis, and he's honestly improved a ridiculous amount since coming in. And he's he's one of those kids that just gets his heads down, and he, he loves hard work. So it was nice to give him a reward because he's not had it yet. Um, so to get him in the game and give him some experience and some valuable minutes is only going to help us out, especially for next year whenever we're, we're counting on him to step up a little bit more once Leo's gone. And then obviously you've got the same team, two teams coming up, but arguably probably two of the best teams on the men's side in the league. But first you go to Jones ranked fifth. What do you know about the guy, Jones men's team right now? Yeah, it's always going to be a battle when we go there. Um, Jones away is always going to be a difficult side there. High pressure, high energy team. Um, so we just got to make sure that our tempo is correct and we can handle um, playing whenever we're, we're under pressure and our decision making is quick. But in these big games, in the conference games, you never know, you know which way it's going to go. It's always won and lost off a, a mistake and capitalizing on other teams' mistakes. So hopefully we're on the good end of it tomorrow night and we can come away with a win. Uh, but yeah, we're excited for the challenge. That's what, we, that's what we do all the hard work for to prepare for these big games. And then obviously you get to come back home, you get to play Southwest, a Southwest team that you know, you had to come from behind last year to beat, and I think they've gotten better this year. I believe they've only got one loss, maybe two on the season so far. But talk about how the, the strength of the men's side on, it's for Southwest. Yeah, they brought in some really good players. Uh, again, they've done a really good job recruiting. Uh, their coach over there, Coach Mills, has done a, a great job. Um, and so it's going to be a really tough task, uh, much harder than it has been in the in the past. And so it's going to be it's going to be a battle, like I said, whenever it's a, a local rivalry game anyway. Uh, you never know which way it's going to go. Hopefully we're on the, the right end of it. We've just got to make sure that we capitalize on their mistakes and make sure that we limit our mistakes to as little as possible and uh, hopefully come away with the win on Friday. All right, two big matches upcoming for the Lady Wolves and Wolves this week again on the road on Tuesday at Jones and then hosting Southwest on Friday, 1-3 on Friday, 5-7 on Tuesday. I'm Kevin Kaiser, Sports Information Coordinator here at Colin. Thanks for tuning in to this half of the show. Tune in for the next half. We'll talk to head football coach Glenn Davis about how the Wolves did last week in their upcoming match. Welcome back into the show. Thanks for sticking with us. Joining me now is head football coach Glenn Davis. Coach, thanks for joining me. Sure. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate you having me. And coach, obviously, uh, coming off something you haven't experienced less yet, unfortunately, guys coming off a loss, dropped a hard-fought contest over at Jones, 42-32, to a top-12 matchup. Just didn't go your way, but how do you think about how the game went and how you guys played? Well, I mean, I thought our kids played extremely hard. Uh, you know, we didn't play as smart as, uh, you know, like first to play, but – uh, you know, the effort was there, and, uh, you know, we just made way too many mistakes. Coach, obviously, we'll, we'll start like we always do, talking about some impact players, and we'll start with the quarterback. Uh, Devon, probably not where you want to see him in an attempt standpoint, but 17 of 45, 213 yards, two touchdowns through the air, 11 carries, 18 yards, two touchdowns on the ground, scored all four touchdowns for you. Talk about the play of your quarterback. I mean, Devon plays hard. He played, uh, uh, you know, extremely uh, tough and you know, sometimes toughness is, uh, you know, you know, you've got to be smart to go along with that, and not take some hits that uh, that he took during the game. Um, you know, I think, uh, uh, you know, completion-wise, we, you know, we we really need for him to be a lot better there. And uh, uh, he missed some throws early that I, that I that he has that he's been completing during the, the first two ball games. Uh, so you know, it wasn't his best game, but he, I mean, he's played extremely hard. 
Coach, obviously, another one I think had a big game uh, was Johnny Daniels. Again, just nearly missed that 100-yard mark, but he had 15 carries for 99 yards. If you had to ding him for one thing, might have been a fumble in the second quarter. Might have proved to be a bigger play than than what you thought it could be. But Johnny, outside of that, had a very solid game. He, he did. He, Johnny's uh, gotten better and better each game. Uh, you know, the, the, the big thing, like you said, is, you know, we can't turn the ball over. Uh, you know, when you're in a game like that and you're playing a, a quality opponent, you, you, know, you can't turn it over in, in any aspect of the game. And, uh, you know, to me that was the, you know, that's just the glaring thing. And a couple of receivers had really big games for you. You had Jalen Smith had four receptions, 59 yards, and you had Dakota Thomas once again getting in the touchdown column, but he had three receptions, 52 yards, and a touchdown. Talk about their play throughout the game. I mean, our receivers played good. You know, I thought, uh, you know, we were open in some routes and we just missed them. Uh, you know, they 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 fairly much made plays, uh, you know, when they were able to make plays. And uh, that's to me, that's the biggest thing for a skill guy. And I think defensively, you you look at, say, 42 points. Did you have a great game? Did you not have a great game? I, I think defensively, you had a solid game. You just had some times when the guys were out there too long, and that kind of gave them uh, – that's why they gave up some of the points. But – was one big thing that you did, you did have three interceptions. Billy Pullen gets you an interception. Malachi uh, Williams and Christopher Burnett get all get interceptions. But talk about how the defense played. Well, we, we were a little bit shorthanded. We had two starters out defensively, uh, one in the defensive line. And and uh, so that kind of made us a little bit thinner there. Uh, uh, we were missing uh, uh, an, another guy that was, you know, it's a starter, uh, Caden Dukes. It's, you know, it's always kind of in the right place. It kind of helps people get lined up and, uh, you know, so we really miss those two guys a lot. And, um, you know, we just uh, – I didn't think we tackled as well defensively. Uh, uh, you know, and, and, and I think we didn't we gave up, you know, too much yards rushing. And, uh, you know, so, you know, for those two things, you know, you, you got to make a team one-dimensional and you can't allow them to be uh, – to keep you guessing on what they're going to do next. And, you know, I wish we'd have tackled better. And, Coach, we'll go straight into kind of the game flow and the scoring. Um, the first quarter, you get the ball – First, uh, aren't really able to drive it like you wanted to. Have to punt. Jones takes the ball. They're opening possession. They go down and score. You're down 7 to nothing. 9-20 left. No big deal. I know we've talked about wanting to start fast. You didn't get to right there. But still, you're only down 7 to nothing with that time left. I think the good thing is is that you respond immediately. You, you go down. You take the dump ball in your next possession. Uh, Brandon Gillum gets you on the board first. He We talked about last week he set a career long. He reset his new career long, has a 44-yard field goal. Uh, just talk about that drive and talk about that possession. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those that you, you, know, you always want to answer. And that was one of the things we talked about all week with the players is that you know, when they have when they do something, we've got to answer. And you know, whether it's a play or a score, uh, you know, you kind of have to have that mentality. And and uh, you know, it was uh, and and Brandon's been nothing but consistent for us. So you know, so far, so we just got to keep that going. And and uh, you know, I, I've been extremely pleased with him. And so you're down seven to three with about four minutes left. Still a lot of football to be played. And I think anybody who looks at the box score, play by play, drive summary, anything, this is the next quarter is kind of where the highlight was the difference of the game. Uh, unfortunately, Jones opens up the second quarter and goes touchdown, touchdown, touchdown on three straight possessions. One that the possession that started in the first quarter, they finished that one off in the second quarter. Then they, they catch us offsides with an onside kick. They're able to recover that, score on that one. And then uh, Johnny Daniels, you're driving. That's when he has the fumble and they turn around and score on that. Just talk about how big of a moment that was right there to be down 28 to three and you still got 10 minutes left in the second quarter. Oh yeah, I mean when you you give up 21 points in a quarter, you know it's and it's kind of hard to you know uh, recover from that. And you know the onside kick, you know 
uh, we actually have gotten a letter from the officials this week said that they were off sides on the kick that didn't get called. And, and uh, uh, so, you know, it's just kind of one of those things that, you know, you have to bite your lip on and uh, keep moving forward. But anytime you give up 21 points in a quarter and, you know, offensively, you know, we, 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 we didn't help our defense there, you know, like I said, with the turnover. And, uh, um, but, you know, the big thing is, uh, you know, really proud of how our kids kept fighting, you know, after that. And, I th- and you talk about that fight, and that was kind of my next point. I think the biggest thing that you like to see as a head coach is the fact that your kids didn't give up. Mm-hmm. They still kept fighting. They still kept competing. As evidenced by you go after they've scored that touchdown, you turn around and score on the next touchdown. Devon, Devon hits Dakota on a 26-yard touchdown pass that capped off a six-play 77. Nope. Yep, six-play 77-yard drive. Um, and it's twenty-eight to ten at that point. Just talk about that pass. And talk about that drive. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a big answer. We needed it. Uh, uh, you know, it was uh, you know that's kind of like we were talking about earlier about being able to answer. You know, at some point you got to stop the bleeding. You got to you know find a way to score. And I thought our offense did that. And and uh, like I say, you know, really proud of our kids right there. And then uh, Jones. Answers again. They regain that twenty-four point, twenty-five point lead. They score on their next possession. You're thirty. It's thirty-five to ten. You've got about two minutes left. But again, kids kept fighting, kept showing fight. Uh, you score on the next possession as well too. Devon from five yards out capped off an eight-play, thirty-yard drive. That was actually set up by a Jones fumble on a punt return. Uh, but then it's thirty-five to seventeen. You got about twenty-two seconds left. Talk about how you feel about going into the halftime. You're down thirty-five seventeen, but You've still given yourself a chance because you basically cut the lead in half. Yeah, I mean that was that's exactly what we talked about at halftime. Is that you know in the second half you're going you're going to get anywhere from four to six possessions, and, and then um, you know if you if you're not going to get that many, you got to find ways to steal possessions, and that's where we you know onside kick, whether it be fake punt, fake field goal, somehow or another we've got to steal possessions to to be able to get back in the game. And I thought that's kind of what our kids did. We we were able to steal some possessions to to get to make it a two score two score game. It was a sixteen point two score game. Then it became a ten point uh, two score game kind of at the end. And you know we had our chances and we just just weren't able to finish it off. And then in the, obviously you come out in the third quarter, you cut it down. That's it's now a fifteen point game after a thirty four yard point, uh, field goal by Brandon. Um, you know he comes out, just kicks that ball and keeps giving you keeps giving you a chance, keeps you in it. Mm-hmm. Talk about that field goal. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it just cuts the score, and and uh, you know, anytime you can get points after a drive, it's it's really important. And uh, you know, like I said, we we you know we've got to get touchdowns in those situations, but uh, three points is better than nothing for sure. And then obviously Jones comes down, scores their final touchdown on the next possession. It's forty-two to twenty with about five minutes left in the third quarter, and. You, you kind of got the seal, even the feeling, even at that point, our guys didn't feel like they were out of it yet. Um, they come out in the fourth quarter. You get a, an interception by Malachi Williams on a fake punt. It sets up, sets you up deep in Jones' territory. That drive was capped off by a four-yard touchdown pass from Devon to Ryan James. Talk about that drive in that possession. Yeah, I mean that was that was big. Uh, you know, um, Devon found Ryan, and uh, you know, like I say, it just the whole team, the whole kids uh, group. Uh, Offensively, defensively, and our special teams, uh, 
you know, they, they kept fighting and trying to trying to get possession so we have a chance to get back in the game. And, you know, I was really proud of them for that. And you go for two right there. You don't get it. It's 42-26 to 26 with 14-20 left. That's still a lot of football. You can still overcome. That's basically, you know, two scores, two uh, two-point conversions. You can still overcome that with 14 minutes left. Uh, you get the ball back again. You get another drive. It ends at a touchdown. This is another five-yard run pass from Devon. Uh, we talked about, you know, him having to take some unnecessary hits. I think this might have been one of those that you would talk about not – not something you never want to see your quarterback have to go like go into the end zone like Devon on this one, but it is a touchdown. Ends a ten play, sixty three yard drive. Talk about that possession. Well, the biggest thing about Devon is he's competing his tail off, and and uh, you know you know the game meant a lot to him, and uh, and it meant a lot to all of our team, our whole team, and and I think that kind of showed during the whole game is how much it meant to a lot of the guys that were really fighting their, their tails off, and and uh, you know it, it was you know I think then it was a ten points ten point game. And, uh, you know, and we're going to have a chance to even cut it even closer than that is, you know, later in the game. And it is a 10-point game at that point because you do go for two again. It's 42-32 to 32 with 8.53 left. Again, 10-point game, just under nine minutes left. You feel like you still have a lot of time. And you, get, you do get the ball back. You drive it all the way down, and you line up for a field goal. And, unfortunately, this is kind of where it seemed like Jones sees the – the, the momentum back because we line up for the field goal and unfortunately they block it and then they were able to drive down didn't score again but when we get the ball again unfortunately we turn it over on an interception and that kind of sealed the game for them they were able to kind of just run it out just talk about the end of the game there and even though it didn't go the way that you wanted it to you still had a chance at the end yeah I mean the the block field goal we had 10 guys on the field we had a guy that was that had gotten hurt it was a defensive player didn't communicate with uh, coach Fleming to let us know he was out and uh, so you know that they they blocked where we where that guy wasn't, and uh, so that would have made it a seven point game, uh, and we're gonna get the ball back again, and uh, you know we'll have a chance to go in and tie it, and uh, uh, so you know I think you know uh, you know a lot of people that didn't see the game or watch the game, you know you uh, I mean we were, it was ten points, but it was a lot closer than that, and and uh, you know I like I say our kids fought hard, and I'm extremely proud of them for that, and. And, uh, you know, we just got to find a way to not get started slow uh, and finish uh, those kind of games. I think they have a lot of confidence in themselves that they can come back in games like that now. And you, you certainly have to feel good about that, about the fact that you didn't give up. You continued to fight. You know, despite the mistakes you made, you still gave your chance, yourself an opportunity to either win the game or force it overtime or you, to still be in it. Now, next up, we get to stay at home. You get to stay here at Stone Stadium. You play on Thursday. You welcome rival Southwest. What do you know about that team? What are you expecting out of them? Well, Southwest is, a, you know, they're an improving football team, and, and uh, you know, they're one and two right now. And, and uh, uh, I mean, they're like, uh, you know, everybody in the league right now. Everybody's playing hard and fighting uh, as hard as they can to win ball games. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll come in here, you know, extremely motivated, and, you know, we'll have to match uh, their intensity and, and, uh, and, play uh, uh, error-free football to, you know, anytime you, you know, when you go on the road and play in a game like Jones, you know, you can't make the mistakes we made, turns, turnovers, penalties, those kind of things, and we've got to do those same things at home too. All right. Well, that'll wrap it up this week again. Kevin Kaiser, I'm the Sports Information Coordinator here at Colin. Lots of action coming your way this week for the Wolves. Lady Wolves and Wolves on the road at Jones for soccer tomorrow on Tuesday. Football here on Thursday, and then soccer again here on Thursday, facing Southwest in both of those days. Thanks for tuning in to the Coaches Show this week. We'll talk to you next week.